This realm is your realm This realm is my realm From dragon's den to The elven kingdom From the moot of many To the giant snail city This realm was made by you and me Hello and welcome to This Realm is Your Realm. It's a podcast where together we build a fantasy world one episode at a time for everyone to play D&D in, write stories about, or use to impeach a corrupt president. That's right. We're getting political. Because it's the political episode. <laughs> it's politics part two or 2.5. It's a little side quest here is what we're calling it. With me today is Benjamin, the banky moon of naming political figures that I don't know. And I'm joined by Adrian, the dictator of a small island tax haven somewhere in the heart of the Pacific. (laughs) I wish. Don't I wish? (laughs) So that's right. This is a little side quest episode to follow up on the politics episode that we released this week. So just to explain things, I'm sure it's very confusing. The episode that we released this week, the politics episode, was actually recorded quite a while ago, along with some of the other episodes that are going to be coming out. But this episode is brand new. It's got listener suggestions, real listener suggestions, not ones that we extorted from our friends. Or made up and claimed to be made by other people. We didn't didn't do do that. that. Who said that? No, genuinely, I don't think we did that, did we? No, we didn't. I'm winking a lot right now, though, because we're also lying. I'm. We're not lying. We didn't make anything up. Or did we? <laughs> Are we saying anything truthful at all throughout this entire episode? Some might say this is all fictional. Maybe this entire episode, we're just going to scrap at the end. Maybe. That'd be a waste of time. Hey, that's politics, baby. Thank you to everyone who sent in suggestions and also to everyone who's listened to the podcast so far. Um, We've gotten some great feedback from you folks, and it's really cool to finally have people listening to this. So in this little mini episode, we're going to not use any of our own ideas. We're going to jump right into the table of many things. Actually, it's sort of the table of slightly less things than usual. (laughs) Going with the nature of our little side quest mini ep, it's a D12 table instead of a D20 table. But we've got some really cool suggestions on here, and we're going to add some new governments and some new countries and nations and cities maybe to the world of Starscar in addition to the ones that we developed in the main politics episode. Anyways, yes. So set a timer. It it was activated a minute ago, but... Oh, well, why are we rolling? I'm rolling now. I rolled a one. Constitutional monarchies. All right. So constitutional monarchies came up. That was submitted by our good friend Jasper and Chris. But this was a real suggestion, actually. Chris sent in suggestions over Twitter. For those of you who don't know, constitutional monarchy is when there's a king or queen, a monarch, and then there's also a parliament of nobles or of representatives of the people in some capacity. And there's like a constitution that the monarch has to follow and they don't have absolute power. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, um, I I almost have a political studies minor, and that sounded pretty much right. <laughs> That's about as good as we can do. Pretty much right. Yeah. A good example is Canada, the nation we're currently in, wherein we have our monarch, Queen Elizabeth II. May she live long. <laughs> There's a like one of those uh, beefeater guards standing behind <laughs> Benjamin and pointing a musket at the back of his head. Uh, yeah. So he had to say that. I love the queen. She's great. In all respects, whole royal family, in fact. But um, yeah, she's in charge. Technically, we're represented by a governor general and we have a we have a government as well. The prime minister. Yeah. In the case of our constitutional monarchy, the queen has very little actual power because even the governor general, while they may technically be the 
representative of the head of state, it would be a big deal in Canada if the governor general decided to actually act in the name of the queen and, like, overrule our elected officials. So is this a new government that we're introducing, a new nation or city that's ruled by a constitutional monarchy? Or do you think that one of the kingdoms that we came up with in our last politics episode could be a constitutional monarchy. I don't think it'll hurt at this point to to add in more kingdoms, add in more governments. I so I think that we should come up with something entirely cool. new. We've covered halflings. We've covered humans, elves, dwarves. We are lukewarm on dragonborn. We are, yeah. Is there, of course, we can have, there can be more than one government representing each of these people. So of course, we have multiple human ones already. Yes. Oh, what about Faye? Interesting. Because Faye always have a monarchy going on. Right. But what if they were like, no, give us a constitution? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. There's certainly the idea of the sealy and unsealy courts mm-hmm. in sort of, I guess that's kind of British, Irish, Faye folklore. I could see that becoming a formal monarchy as these sort of lesser fairies. I shouldn't say lesser, as those non-royal fairies form a, a parliament. They might get offended. Yeah. <laughs> you call them lesser. Knock on wood so that they don't curse me. Yeah. Spit water over your shoulder or something. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like Midsummer Night's Dream. If they had had a constitution, none of that nonsense would have happened. It would have been Oberon and Titania across the aisle sort of yeah. yelling at each other. Yeah. And Puck would have like started a union. What are the political parties of the system? Is there like a leprechaun party (gasps) i love that i really like political parties uh being like leprechauns and brownies and stuff pixies oh can the red caps be one yeah for sure because that sounds like a political party already. (laughs) it really does actually for those of you who aren't aware red caps are like particularly violent sort of goblin creatures who live on bloody battlefields and like murder people and dip their hats in the blood which is why they're called red caps Right. So whoever we, whatever form of government they're taking, we're like really launching some barbs at, I think. Do we want the idea of Sealy and Unsealy? Like, are those the two major parties? And then there's sort of each of those is a big tent that encompasses some smaller sort of ideologies and different types of fairies. That could be the case. And I think what we will avoid is like, there's not one good political party and one evil one, right? Mm-hmm. The Unseelie, we can be a little bit more nuanced in their portrayal and they have their own interests and maybe they tend to be the less kind of beneficial ones to humans. Like maybe that's their main ideology is isolation, whereas the Seelie party is more in favor of helping humans and working with them. Yeah, I like that. Seelie court is pro-human, Unseelie court is anti-human, rather than just the Seelie court being good and the unseelie court being bloodthirsty monsters (laughs) right so for seelie court what kinds of creatures are we thinking of putting in there leprechauns yeah i think are leprechauns seelie traditionally i'm not entirely sure those little bastards get up to a lot of mischief (laughs) i can do a quick google yeah i am i am too a little bit oh okay here's another thing maybe to consider welsh fairies are formally divided into five types oh so there's the Elion, who are the elves. The mm-hmm. Waka. Oh, these are Welsh words. This is not good. Those are household spirits similar to brownies and hobgoblins. Bubacod. Bubacod. There's the Coblinal. The spirits of the mines. There's the Goragan Anun. The lake maidens. I like this. And there's the 
Gwilian. Those are mountain spirits who resemble hags. So that's another option, perhaps. We could take, well, we could stick with the unseelie and unseelie, or we could just scrap elves and replace it with a different kind of fairy. Perhaps those are the leprechauns, because I don't see leprechaun yeah representation here i guess the question is do we want more than two major parties i am personally a fan of more than a two-party system (laughs) i think it would be a good idea sure and i mean here in canada you know we do have more than a two-party system and so technically quite quite nice um so i I really like the fact that lake maidens is just one whole (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is funny uh so that we're going off welsh fairies sweet sure with some modification because we're including leprechauns. Yeah. So we're saying leprechauns, um, household spirits, mm-hmm. spirits of the mines. What is this? Like a spirit of like a pos- like a possessed mine? I know. I don't know what spirits. That sounds very specific to. Okay. I, can we replace those with bloodthirsty fairies? Sure. Redcaps already live in the okay. ground. They're the new Coblinaw. Sorry, Welsh people listening. I'm hijacking <laughs> your mythology system. Yeah, we're modifying it. So we're going yeah. with, we're being inspired by it. So it's leprechauns, household spirits, bloodthirsty spirits, lake maidens, and like hags, basically. Yeah. Are we going to have like generic fairies? Like where do they fit into this? I don't know. They Well, they can be the monarchs. Sure. Okay. So the royal family is is just fairies, like traditional. Can we give them a name? The royal family? Yeah. Oh God, names. Here we go. <laughs> I know there is a fairy name generator. <laughs> I mean, not to j- jack from the Welsh again, but I do like Elilon. Elilon? Which means elves, but we could adapt. How about just Elion? Elion's nice. E-L-I-O-N? Sure. I'm just reading at the bottom here. A buttery spirit haunts the butteries and pantries of dishonest inns and taverns. <laughs> that's cute. It's nothing to do with our constitutional monarchy. <laughs> I just think that's fun. Maybe the buttery spirit party has like one seat. Oh, please. <laughs> sure. I love that. Should we move on or not? Yeah. You going to roll? Yeah. I got a 10. A city of lycanthropes slash other cursed or monstrous people... And in order to keep their humanity and civility, they have a night similar to The Purge from the movie The Purge and its sequels, where they are allowed to show their true nature. That's from Johnny B. Hood on Reddit. Thank you so much for your suggestion, Johnny. I love that. I really like this. I think it's Mm -hmm. a cool way of doing a kind of monstrous people because we can assume that on the nights where they are not transformed, that they are a relatively normal city or town. Yeah, I have to wonder if they're all showing their true nature. Do they not just rip each other apart? Yeah. Or if it's just like (laughs) it's just like a whole bunch of monsters living in a city together, like it's vampire versus werewolf attacking each other. Or are we thinking just like one kind of monster here? They could be different were creatures. (gasps) Fun. So it's just a big old animal fight. I just like the idea of this regular guy named Bert who's just like, yeah, moved here for work. Couldn't <laughs> find anywhere else. <laughs> you know, the housing market prices are low. <laughs> Economy being what it is, you know. Is it once a month? Is it once a year? Ooh, this really asks how werewolves work in this uh, world, doesn't it? Of course. Is it celebrated as like a festival sort of thing too? The week leading up to it, people are like, partying in the streets and stuff yeah i think that they i don't know presumably they want to live happily together except for Mm -hmm. that one night so maybe yeah maybe the week up to it is like a time of coming together where all of the you know where werewolves and werebears and are joined together and then on that night which is not going to be called the purge but will be called something else (laughs) is when they kind of go at each other and there's like feasting beforehand and like a maypole dance this feels like a town not a city to me how are you supposed to run a city when one night of the year everyone goes crazy? 
They're gonna be smashing things apart. No. Town town is manageable. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple hundred at most. Yeah. It's a village. That's still like a whole bunch of werewolves. And that would be crazy to be there on that night. It's so dangerous <laughs> and just but it could be a sort of a spectacle. First, can we say werewolves? Yes. Werewolves, yes. Were bears? Yes. Where what else? I'm gonna Rabbits? Rab where rabbits? Are you thinking of Wallace and Gromit? I am thinking of Wallace and Gromit. That's where that's from. That was a comedy claymation movie that exists in the back of my head, playing at all times, and I didn't even realize. Cool. Wolves, bears. There's where tigers, right? Does where tigers make sense, like geographically? Geographically, that's what I worry about. I mean, there's a couple other ones, like where boars, maybe. But like, you put a where boar against a bunch of werewolves, the werewolves are going to win. Although you shouldn't underestimate the power of a feral pig. Yeah, I mean, they can be big, right? So something my grandpappy told me. You don't want to cross a werehog. You never want to cross a werehog. Is it just werewolves and werebears? Like it could be the two, you know, two houses both alike in dignity. <laughs> let's do let's do werebears, werewolves, and were tigers. What about a were panther instead? Sure. What about just a were cat? Just call it like that's what they're called, were cats, but they're big. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We'll call them were cats. Do you have a a cool name for either the night that they come out or the the town itself? Off the, the top night of, your head? of the night of fur. How about the revelation? The, oh, mine they're, reve- good? they're revealing the true nature. I mean, the night of fur. There's that. There's that Tennyson quote that was used as the title of a Doctor Who episode called "Nature Red in Tooth and Claw." Could be the night of tooth and claw. Night of tooth and claw. I don't know. I'm like kind of over names with like of. No, that's blank up blank. That's fair. They could just call it like the festival or something. I don't know. The Festival of Fur. <laughs> I thought you were over of Of's name. The Fur Fest. Fur, that's a real thing. We won't get into it because I don't want to. Is wanna, it? Oh, it's for furries. Yeah. Oh. Enough with names. Put a pin in no it. No names. Put a pin in it. Roll, roll, me a, roll me a roll, Ben. I'll roll you a roll. I rolled and Oh, I rolled a four. A four. That's Owen Spaulding's Oligarchy C. So Owen Spaulding sent in a couple of suggestions on Reddit. And this one, they wrote mm-hmm. quite a bit on it. But basically, it is a city that is an unabashed, in their words, oligarchy. Every 10 years, a thousand votes are auctioned off. And so, too, are 10 candidate seats. Anyone from anywhere can take part in the bidding. And they gave some cool examples of, like, a pirate king, a merchant, or a knight who came upon the horde of a dragon. So you buy votes. Oh, interesting. The votes that you buy determine which candidate becomes the ruler. So they described it as kind of a cosmopolitan setting because people are coming from far and wide. Mm-hmm. And they went on to go into a bit more detail. But that's the gist of it, is that it is a an explicit oligarchy in which they auction off the basically representation to decide who is the ruler of the city and who can vote for the ruler of the city. I love that. I think that's really cool. Very interesting political commentary in that city as well. Yeah, for sure. So I think we have never explicitly established yet a big cosmopolitan city for our world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe this could be our kind of coastal trading, you know, metropolis that may be, you know, not as big as a modern metropolis. We can decide what that exactly means in this world, a metropolis. It could be, you know, 50,000 could be quite a big city depending on the uh, demographics of our world. It could be 100,000, could be 500,000. But I do like the idea of a big port city that is sort of ruled by money and merchants and people coming Mm -hmm. from far and wide. Yeah, I really like that idea. They were very detailed with it. They just went into a bit more detail about like how religion works and how, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The city has no taxes and instead earns all of its wealth for public works 
Through the system. Through the system by the exorbitant prices of the auction. Interesting. Interesting. So that would draw like quite a lot of wealthy people in if there's no taxes. I'm just trying to think of if you have to spend so much, what is so great about being the ruler of the city? If it's a trading hub, I guess that would be controlling trade. So anyone who pays the money to become the ruler, it must be an investment for them to make even more money by basically controlling these important trade routes and lining their own pockets. Yeah, this has to turn out capital in some way for them, right? Yeah. You could want to control the military too, like presumably such a wealthy city. I was going to say military as well. You would think there'd be like a large army paid for likely by this by the system as well, right? Yeah, for sure. I see this as being quite diverse in terms of the cultures and the peoples who live there because yes. people are coming from all over and it's a big trading city. Yes. So I think the ruler could be anyone who has the money, right? They could be a human. They could be an elf. They could be a particularly wealthy goblin, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they could be a lycanthrope. <laughs> they could be. And this would make sense for the poorer classes to live here too, because even though they aren't able to purchase political power, they are able to live tax-free. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there's the guarantee that they won't be directly ripped off, I suppose. Although yeah. I would, I would also, you know, I wouldn't necessarily trust the social services of a ruler who literally just wants to make money. Like Owen mentions public works being paid for out of the earnings of the auction, but if the ruler is deciding how those how that money is spent, they may <laughs> not put that much of it in public works. It would depend entirely on the ruler, right? Like perhaps there's some sort of council in place to like ensure that some public money is Oh, here's another important thing that Owen added. Cutting across all these different groups in the city, they have an order called the Ten Keys. They're an order that watch over the royal vault, keep tabs on the other societies and factions in the city, preside over the auction and election process, and ensure the continuation of the tradition. I think that makes total sense. So, yeah, exactly. Because, like, I'm like, also, who's running this? Yeah, totally. Who's running the auction? Election, That's a great yeah. question, yeah. So, so then, I like, yeah, some ancient secret society. And then it's like you have to wonder, you know, are they the real power in the city? Like if they want mm -hmm. to get rid of a ruler, could they? Probably. Yeah. Right? And Arrange I, an accident. Yeah, exactly. I love the idea of the ruler having to watch their back and protect themselves from being poisoned or, you know, murdered yeah. for pissing off the Ten Keys. Yeah. So there is, a, there. although they do wield a huge amount of power and like there's also the actual powers behind the throne that they're contending with. Right. And I'm sure the Ten Keys, they don't care if the ruler is trying to like basically line their own pockets through this. I mean, of course they do, right? Mm -hmm. But what they don't want is for them to destroy the city in the process, right? They wouldn't want the ruler to get involved in an unwise war that's going to lead to the city being taken. Yeah. And then, like, I'm just thinking for, like, actual gameplay, like, in that city with a ruler who is in a power struggle with the keys. That could be really cool. Totally. I mean, Owen says every 10 years, those thousand votes are auctioned off and the candidate seats. I wonder what, what the transition of power is like in this city. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is, is the game of becoming ruler really just trying to consolidate enough power within that 10 years in order to resist the transition of power when the 10 years is up? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of picturing the keys as like this very like stoic group, like kind of like an ancient sort of sect, like Templar-like, like wherein they've had this goal for like that hundreds, maybe thousands of years of keeping the city running and like they're not going to let like a corrupt ruler throw them off now. Right. Like they have a creed that they need to follow or something like that. So you don't see them as being oligarchs of their own necessarily. Like they can still be the power behind the throne and that they're like, this is how the system works. We're going to keep the system going. And a ruler might be like, well, I want to stay. And they're like, well, no, you're going to go. <laughs> right. 
because that's how it's always worked. That's what our our group is meant for. Mm -hmm. They could have some magic as well. I was going to say also, yeah, if they are sorcerers, if they are using magic, then perhaps the army is quite literally at their disposal. Maybe it's an army of like mechanicals, right? Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah, or thralls or or undead or something that... Yeah, yeah. something like that. And so like the, the army doesn't necessarily have a say in like who they're supporting. It's just based off of a spell, right? Yeah, that would be cool. Should we try for a name for this city? You know what we should name it? What? Owen Spaulding. (laughs) (laughs) It's just called Owen Spaulding's Oligarchy Oligarchy City. City. Is there a historical name for a currency that we could, that we could give it? That could be cool. Historical name for currency? Like, I'm thinking like drachmas from Greece. Yeah, something like that maybe. Because like liras um, from Italy. William Goldman does that for Princess Bride, right? With Florin and Gilder. Those are both. Oh, I like that as a concept. I don't mind drachma, but is it too well known as a... Wikipedia has the list of historical currencies. Derek? <laughs> Derek? <laughs> Derek? Uh, Hecta? Tetradrachm. Oh, drachm's kind of cool. Drachm? Because it's close to drachma, but not exactly. Yeah, so they just have... Drachm is just without the A at the end. It's D-R-A-C-H-M. Drachm is Drachm. I, I I do like Drachm is cool. Should we stick with that for now? Let's stick with Drachm for now. Okay, Drachm, Drachm, Sockum robots. Drachm like it's hot. Yes, yes. All right, should we roll again? Ooh, a five. Eldritch France. That's from Jen. So uh, this was a real life suggestion because I actually know Jen. Shout out to Jen. Um, she knows who she is. Uh, and Jen had an idea too. Um, base an eldritch kingdom off of the three estates in France. And I should make sure I'm getting these right. And yeah, the first estate was made up of clergy. The second estate was nobles and the peasants and bourgeoisie were represented by the third estate. So yeah, basically how that worked was it was headed by a king in France, but then the three kind of political factions, they all got a vote on certain matters. And so usually it would happen that the first and second estate, the nobles and the clergy would band together and the third estate, even though they would like, they would try to have a voice, never could. Right. Like they would always get outvoted two to one, which eventually led to the French Revolution because that system didn't work very well. And yeah, it was bad for representation of a large number of people in France. The the third estate comprised, I think, 98% of people. Right. In France, and they didn't get any say because the clergy and the nobles. So what's Eldritch about it? It's France, but it's Eldritch. It's France, but it's led by like an Eldritch god or something like that. So they worship some sort of Cthulhu-esque. Of course, you know, I feel like Eldritch gods are very associated with H.P. Lovecraft, for Mm -hmm. better or for worse. (laughs) So it's some some sort of of unknowable (laughs) deity-like creature that they worship and and that plays into this system of the estates. Well, okay, we could have this at one of two ways. One, we have the first estate, seeing as it's clergy already, we could have the first estate here be like the high priests mm. of whatever god this is. We could have it like the eldritch being is actually there and is actually the king figure. Right. Like tended to by the first estate, the clergy. But our other option is that this eldritch being is not actually there. It's just kind of like a figurehead, like an icon of some sort. Right. And the nobles and the clergy are like, yeah, of course he's real. Let's run our system based on him. Okay. Basically. What do you prefer? I kind of like the second option. Me too. Jen suggested that there would be tiers of worshippers as well. So I think if all these people are worshipping, like obviously the high priests would be 
Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you what I'm thinking. So okay. the high priests are the first estate. So they kind of control the wealth within the city. The nobles are able to buy favors from them, like political okay. favors and religious favors. Okay. And so they make up the second estate. And then the third estate is is the bourgeoisie as well as the um, peasants who are not able to afford political favors, obviously, and who are not able to, are, are expected to give to this god. Right, I get it. So the high yeah. priest, the, the clergy basically control access to the god or to the yeah. to worship. Yeah, so then the idea is that the clergy are saying, the eldritch god wants us to do this. Uh-huh. And the nobles are able to influence what the clergy says. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Who lives in this kingdom? And also, is this one that has risen after the disaster or before? It feels like after. Yes, after. So this eldritch being has arisen as a result of the disaster, and Mm -hmm. this new government has formed around it. Who are we thinking this is? Humans? I'm thinking humans. It feels like humans. It feels like humans. I'm fine with a bit of human overrepresentation in our world because I like... (laughs) I like that they're, I mean, it makes the other peoples a bit more special. Oh, here's a question. Huh. Some of these ones we've been developing today, the assumption is they do not have representation at the moot of many. Yes. I think that makes sense. Drakum, maybe they just are powerful enough on their own that they are like, you know, you keep that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and definitely this kind of eldritch kingdom I don't think would be very welcome. No. And the Fae are the Fae, so. The Fae are the Fae. They're removed. So with our last little bit of time here, let's roll again. Okay, I'll do that. I got a 12. A Demarchy, I'm not sure I pronounced it, or a Demarchy is sent in by Simon the Digger. Thank you for that suggestion, Simon. So do you know what a Demarchy is or a Demarchy, Ben? Oh, I was thinking a Demon Monarchy. (laughs) It is not. So it's a government in which the state is governed by randomly selected decision makers who have been selected by lot from a broadly inclusive pool of eligible citizens. Oh my God. That sounds like a nightmare. Literally. But it sounds perfect for, a, as actually Simon said this, perfect for a fantasy setting because it leads to some real chaos depending on who is chosen randomly. God. Is there an example of this in history? Great question. Let's look it up. There's no way that was ever a thing. Oh my God. It in happened Athens. in ancient Athens. Oh, Athens. They have it in Venice, in Lombardy and Venice as well. I'm reading about Florence. It says in in Florence, nominations and voting together created a pool of candidates from different sectors. Names of those men were deposited into a sack and a lottery draw determined who would get to be a magistrate. I love the sack. Do we think that this is a big city or a smaller town or what do you think? If we could base it off of Athens, kind of, that would be cool. A city state? Yeah. Or I said Venice, right? Yeah. Why don't we have like kind of a watery sort of city like Venice? Yeah. Like a canal city? Yeah. I don't want it to step on the toes of Drachum too much. So maybe rather than a seafaring canal sort of city, it's on a river. Mm Hmm. Is that like... I don't know if that's, that's possible fine. Yeah. to divert a river into canals or something. I don't know if that's a thing. I like the image of like uh, stilt cities, right? Or a stilt town yeah. where everything is built above the water, I think would be cool for this. Yes, definitely. And I think, should it be purely random? Like there's no nominations. I like the idea of purely random. Yeah. And like we're presuming no babies, but maybe children. Yes. Oh, what if there's a year where it's just all children? 
Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, yeah, like the summer of, you know, 845 or whatever, where it was all children or where the whole town burned to the ground. <laughs> we put all kids in charge. I love that. I, I think because this is seeming a bit more lighthearted or kind of it's it seems pretty silly. Should we go with like a a culture that leans more that way? This could be a halfling city. I mean, like we we've got halflings that are occupied by by our vampires, but this could be a mm-hmm. different halfling community that is the better halfling community to live in. <laughs> yeah, arguably, maybe arguably. <laughs> I like the idea of river halflings, like they're yeah. you know boat boat people, and they probably oh. go up and down up and down the river. Maybe they're traders or or fisher people as well, probably. Yeah. Did you say that they were a village or a city? I don't know. What do you think? Can we go halfway and go town? Let's go town. Is it just like one person who's chosen, or is it just like a council of people? I think it should be a council, chosen? like they yeah, vote. Okay. You know, maybe seven. Seven person council. Except for they're not called a council because council's boring. They're called They're called the River Board. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I actually really like that. Okay, good. That feels very halfling. Yeah, the board. Yeah. I got elected to the board by random draw. <laughs> oh. There we go. And that's time. Uh cool. So we got some more I think it's cool because we focused on some bigger governments and nations and uh, kingdoms in the main politics episode. And then in the side quest episode, we did some smaller stuff. We have some towns. We mm-hmm. have our lycanthrope village. We mm-hmm. have our halfling river town. And we have a city. We have a big metropolis, Drakum, with a name. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Is that our first named city? I believe so. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for sending in suggestions. We may do a couple more of these little side quests, assuming that we get actual suggestions from real listeners for the next couple of episodes coming up, which are uh, magic and the disaster episode where we talk about what our magical apocalypse looked like. If you have suggestions for those, please go to Twitter at This Realm Pod. Go to our subreddit, which is new. Are this realm is your realm, or you can email us at thisrealmpod at gmail.com. Please get those suggestions in if you have any. We would really appreciate it. You're guaranteeing almost that you get your suggestion in because there's not very many right now. So it's a please help us. <laughs> it's a suggestors market. We need the suggestions, please. We're hungry for them. Starving. Like a lycanthrope at the fur fest. So yeah, tune in next Wednesday for our next episode and maybe another side quest after that. If you like the show so far, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. You can also tweet about the show with the hashtag ThisRealmPod or just tell a friend about it. We would really appreciate all of that. And I think that's about it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Peace. Peace.